This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Anytime that we get news uh, that is progressive, that uh, unshackles us from the final stages of COVID, not that it's over by any stretch of the imagination, but at least uh, we're getting to a place now where we're starting to feel more confident in going into uh, places like old age homes, places like hospitals. And we've got some good news today from Adrian Dix and uh, our guest that joins me right now, Provincial Health Officer of BC, Dr. Bonnie Henry. Dr. Henry, good afternoon. Good afternoon. I would imagine that any time that you get to step to the podium and provide good news, you take a deep breath and you're like, thank God we're at this phase. Uh, absolutely. And, you know, I think it it really is a testament to how people have worked together in this province. And we've um, able to get through this. And uh, it, today is a good day, I think. Um, I'm I'm really confident that we're in a good a better place now and that taking away these restrictions will allow people to go back to doing some of the things that they may have avoided or not been able to do for some time. You know the nurses all too well here in this province. Is this something that's been a long time coming or did many people in that industry feel that uh, they just wanted to get through the winter season so that they could feel a little more confident when you gave them the option to take that mask off? You know what? I think in at least the people I talk to in our healthcare settings, we were all very committed to having masking. It it made everybody feel much more um, much more comfortable in many situations through this winter season. And you know the data we presented today, it's been a very challenging season. So it was important to minimize uh, those interactions to make sure that everybody was taking those precautions. But the, uh, the the viruses are decreasing now, not gone away, but uh, we're at a much better place now. I know that the most vulnerable can sometimes be those in their late 70s and into their 80s as well, which when you bring up the homes is probably the last that you last place that you really wanted to remove masks just to make sure that everybody's case. Do you expect that everybody will remove their masks automatically or that you'll still see a good fraction of the city and, and people going into these scenarios feeling as if they may still wear their mask? You know, I think it's going to be a gradual change. Um, it, it is important, and some people who are at higher risk themselves may want to continue to wear masks in many situations, including in long-term care homes. Though we do need to remember that that, that facial interaction and being with somebody with your loved one in a in a care home and being able to to interact with the, without wearing a mask is also important for people's health and well-being. So it is up to choice now. But really importantly, is if you're not feeling well yourself, well, if it's mild, wear a mask or um, postpone any non-essential visits to people who are at higher risk. Another thing that you brought up in today's press conference um, is the progress being made right now when it comes to water and and, and wastewater. And I know just looking at some of the testing sites over at Annesis Island that there is a bit of an uptick right now, but you said that this is nothing that really raises a red flag just yet. Absolutely. And uh, we've learned a lot about the wastewater testing and we have some great experts at uh, at the BCCDC who really have been pioneering this in, in BC and in, across Canada. And 
So we we've changed the testing as they've developed newer techniques, and so that did give the illusion, I guess, of of uh, because it was able to detect more of the virus and more sensitive. Um, but we're seeing a general t- trend that is going down, and that's good news. Um, and these more sensitive tests allow us to do more whole genome sequencing as well, so that makes it easier for us to, or they're able to tell uh, what types of, of the virus are circulating. And some really cool stuff we're doing that uh, we don't have enough data yet to, to put out publicly, but we're also looking at what strains of influenza are in wastewater and around the province and, and RSV. So that's hmm. really exciting stuff. So what started with tracking COVID can actually be something, a tool that you'll use to cover some other viruses as well, if I'm hearing that correct. Absolutely, yes. Well, I I wanted to get into this because I don't know when the last time somebody asked you this, but the state of our nursing right now, and I'm not going to get into contracts or anything like that, but it's just been such a tiresome two to three years since the outbreak of COVID uh, here in Canada. Can you speak to the state of the nurses, how fatigued they are, and is there some reprieve on the way? Yeah, I can only speak from my perspective of being a colleague with many, many nurses around the, the mm-hmm. province and having those discussions. What I can say, though, is, you know, that this, this pandemic has exposed some of the chronic issues that we've had in our healthcare system around um, retaining and recruiting people, around working conditions. And so I think hopefully, and we've seen this with at least what I've been reading about the latest bargaining, you know, that we're putting in place some measures that will support people and make it a, a more um, a, a more fulfilling environment for, for nurses, for other healthcare workers, for physicians as well. So if nothing else, we're paying attention to some of these long-standing issues in a way that's different than we were before. It was funny because when they mentioned ratios the other day, I mean, I know that that got the news headline, but some of the nurses that I talked to were kind of like, well, we've had ratios for years, but the trouble that they say they face is the fact that they're double dipping in addition to, you know, dealing with, you know, triage that they're also dealing with other departments because between people calling in sick and just being understaffed, that ratios is great on paper, but there's still work to be done. Well, absolutely, and I think we see that across the healthcare sector. And and on top of that, of course, everybody's tired because of what we've been through and the extra effort and and challenges it is to manage in in the midst of a global pandemic. So, um, all of these measures, I think, are hopeful. Um, none of them are going to happen overnight. So we all have to continue to support each other in the healthcare system. Well, today was good news. Uh, I lost my grandmother and was uh, had to say goodbye to her through a window, which was unfortunate, but we understood as a family where we were at during the pandemic. So today's a, a special day for my family in particular, because it would have been nice to walk through those doors and have the access that uh, we're starting to gain now. So thank you for staying with us. Thank you for working on this. And uh, hopefully we'll talk again soon. Well, thank you very much, and I'm so very sorry to hear. I know there are many people who've lost loved ones in the last few years, and it's been a most difficult time. Well, every step forward is a good one. Thank you, Doctor. We'll talk again. That's true. Thank you.